Good evening and welcome to the March 1st, 2023 Sacramento Disability Advisory Commission meeting. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Yes, thank you, Chair. Commissioner Kennedy? Here. Thank you. Commissioner Chan? Here. Thank you. Commissioner Crespin? Here. Thank you. Commissioner Kramer? Here. Thank you. Commissioner Mercer? Thank you. Commissioner Tuzon Boyd? Here. Thank you. Commissioner Williams? Here. Thank you. Vice Chair Crowley? Present. Thank you. And Chair McMillan? Present. Thank you. We have a quorum. Thank you. I'd like to remind members of the public and chambers that if you'd like to speak on an agenda item, please turn in a speaker slip when the item begins. For members of the public who wish to join virtually, please refer to the agenda Zoom link. Once you have joined the meeting and wish to speak, raise your hand. To provide public comment when the chair confirms the public comment speaking for your desired item. If you're online, click raise your hand at the bottom of your screen. On the mobile app, you can raise your hand by tap, tapping the raise hand in the more tab. If you're calling in by telephone, raise your hand, dial star nine, and then star six to mute and unmute. Speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. You will have two minutes to speak once you are called on. After the speaker, we no longer accept. After the first speaker, we no longer accept speaker slips, and the raised hand feature in Zoom will be disabled. We'll now proceed with today's agenda. Please rise for the land acknowledgement. To the original people of this land, the Nisi Non people, the Southern Maidu, Valleys and Plains Miwok, the Putwin Wintun people, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized cry, tribe, may we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us, still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's histories, contributions, and lives. Thank you. Please stand. Uh, Commissioner Tuzon Boyd, I've been waiting for this moment. Can you please lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance? first um, order of business today is the consent calendar. Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar? Thank you, Chair. I do have one hand raised, and this is just a reminder. This is for public comment on the consent calendar today. Our first speaker is Angela. I'm going to go ahead and give you the... And she just lowered her hand, Chair. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak on the consent calendar? Can I get a motion to pass the minutes of our last meeting? Commissioner Tuzon Boyd, I move to approve the meeting minutes from our meeting in February. 
Second. Commissioner Mercer, I second that motion. Clerk, will you please call for a vote? Yes, thank you, Chair. Commissioner Kennedy? Aye. You, Commissioner Chan? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Crespin? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Kramer? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Mercer? Aye. Commissioner Tuzon Boyd? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Williams? Aye. Thank you. Vice Chair Crowley? Aye. Thank you. And Chair McMillan? Aye. Thank you. Motion passes. Thank you. The second part of the consent calendar is the follow-up log. I do want to pull the follow-up log out for the uh, fellow commissioners because it did modify last month and we didn't get a chance to talk about it. But it is cleaned up. Um, the follow-up log, as a reminder, is, is the things that we want the city to follow up on. It was populated with a bunch of items that we as commissioners wanted to follow up on, and that's not really what it's about. So we've cleaned it up. It's, um, it's good, it's neat, and, it, and it's getting worked. Um, is there any commissioners who have any comments or concerns on that one? Any members of the public wishing to comment on the follow-up log? So I, I would take a motion to pass the follow-up log. Commission to Boyd, I move to approve the Disability Advisory Commission's follow-up log. Commissioner Crowley, second. Clerk, will you take a vote, please? Yes, thank you, Chair. Commissioner Kennedy? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Chan? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner uh -huh. Crespin? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Kramer? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Mercer? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Tuzon Boyd? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Williams? Aye. Thank you. Vice Chair Crowley? Aye. Thank you. And Chair McMillan? Aye. Thank you. Motion passes. Thank you. Now we've got all that stuff out of the way. Let's have some fun. Um, it's great to be back in person. It's been three years since we've sat here all together, and um, that's a good thing. Uh, the uh, two, two really ex exciting things to add to tonight, besides being back in person, is that we have a set of new commissioners. So um, I would like to give them a minute to speak about themselves a, a little bit. And uh, not to put them on the spot, I'm going to start with Brandy on the end to just share a minute about yourself and, and your commission, and then we'll go around and get each commissioner. Uh, we'll, if you don't mind, we'll ignore the city staff. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, Chair. Um, my name is Brandy Tuzon Boyd. I am um, a long-time Disability Advisory Commission uh, missioner, and I have a young woman, adult uh, daughter with a developmental disability, and I am very excited to be here and see everyone in the audience and a full dais. Thank you. My name is Will Kennedy. I also have been on Sacramento Disabilities Advisory Commission for quite a few years. Um, I'm also a teacher, School of Engineering and Sciences, uh, through the Sexy Unified School District. Proud to have at least a couple of my students in the audience this evening. And I'm very excited to not only see our commission full, but also to see such a great turnout this evening. 
My name is Alice Mercer, and I'm also a teacher, but at the elementary level, and I have one day to have students of mine um, here in the audience as well. Um, I'm the parent of a now adult child with um, an um, autism spectrum disorder, and um, I have a spouse at home that I care for on a nursing home waiver who is quadriplegic, um, and he used to be involved over in active transportation issues, and so I take an interest in that both uh, for all of those reasons, and I'm happy to serve on the commission. Hello, my name is Sylvia Kramer. I am a fellow Sacramento citizen, and this is my first time on the commission, and I'm very honored to be here. Thank you so much. Um, my name's Alan McMillan. I'm the current chair. I've been on the, the chair this year following Brandy, following Will. So I've had some good uh, mentors leading up to this. Um, this is an important thing for this fabulous city we live in. I'm committed to this city, committed to this cause. Um, my, my care for um, the dis disabled community is based on my, my career is dedicated to finding jobs and employment practices for people with disabilities. But honored to be here and glad to see you all. Hello, everybody. I'm Angelica Williams. I'm serving on my second term with the Disability Advisory Commission. Um, I have 23 years with Sac City Unified School District um, and 22 years with the city working for Access Leisure. Um, and this is a commission that I am very proud to be a part of and very proud tonight to see uh, a big crowd and the first time we're in person with a full commission. Um, and today's my birthday, so this is an amazing birthday present. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Moshimi Crowley. I moved to Sacramento with my family in 2015. I'm the mother to a 10-year-old child who's neurodiversive, visually impaired, and most importantly, she loves living in the city, and I can't imagine raising her in any other part of the world. So it's an honor to represent you all uh, in my position as a commissioner, and I'm uh, this year serving as vice chair. Again, I echo the wonderful uh, leadership that we've had before, and it's most gracious that you all have taken time out to attend. It brings life and energy into our work, and it lets everyone know that how valuable we are is only as valuable as you all are. So welcome everyone, and it's an honor to serve you. Good evening everyone, my name is Neelam Chand. I am a mother of a son with developmental and intellectual disabilities. Um, I'm a longtime advocate for people with disabilities. I am also a part of the Sacramento Regional Advisory Committee, and I'm excited to be here tonight with all of you. Good evening, my name is Stephanie Crespin, and I've been in Sacramento for a little over 23 years now. Most of that time has been in District 8. I am the mother of a 12-year-old with developmental disability. I've always been an activist and an advocate, and I just didn't realize that this was going to be the space where I was gonna spend a lifetime advocating. It is such an honor to be here. 
Um, I take the parent um, perspective through the medical system, through the IEP or the educational system, now through the regional centers, and so I'm hoping that I can offer um, some rich perspective from that standpoint. I'm also board certified health and wellness coach um, and a businesswoman, and I'm just thrilled to be here and look forward to serving this year. Thank you. Thank you, all commissioners, and uh, this is important. You know, that I drive an I-5 sometimes, and I see that water tower out there that says, Welcome to Sacramento. It now says Farm to Fork Capital of the World. It used to say City of Trees. One day it's going to mm -hmm. say America's Most Inclusive City. That's, that's the goal we want on that water tower. So thanks. Thank you all for being here. The, um, the next exciting part is... Um, the awards of the Tim Haley Awards that we do annually. Um, Tim Haley was a past commissioner, the late Tim Haley. He was a commissioner on this uh, commission. Um, very wise and very thoughtful man was Tim, our friend. And um, Will Kennedy, when Commissioner Kennedy, when he was chair, he started this program. So I'm going to turn this over to Will to talk about the program and, and kick off the award Peace, if you will, please will. Thank you. This award, this award that we put together a few years back, and as Alan mentioned, we, as we were putting it together, we lost one of our friends, one of our fellow commissioners, Tim Haley. And so tonight, as we give out this award to recognize our neighbors, fellow community members who go above and beyond to help out the disabled community, you know, I, I think it's always important to reflect on our friend Tim Haley, who did such a great job not only helping guiding us as a commission, but in a lot of ways, you know, setting up a good example of what we can be as commissioners and what we can do for, for the community. So with that in mind, uh, as we go forward, you know, perhaps just reflect a little bit about our friend Tim Haley, who isn't with us this evening, and all the great things he did. And this will be the second year that we're that we're offering this award, sharing this award with the community. So, you know, hopefully going forward in many years to come, you know, we can not only give out this award, but continue to remember our good friend, Tim Haley. With that, then uh, what we'll do is proceed to start giving out these great awards. Uh, we'll, we'll, I believe we have a presentation put together by Brandy. And as we go through the presentation, when it's time for each commissioner to have that person, that their awardee, uh, uh, shared with the rest of the group. Uh, if not only they could speak to uh, who is getting the award, but also, you know, perhaps afterwards if the commissioner wants to go around to the front of the dais and perhaps get a picture or present to the award to them in person, that'd be great as well. So with that, uh, Brandy, I believe you got the... Got the clicker. <laughs> Tonight, I have the um, honor of recognizing Dr. Elizabeth Morgan. She was nominated by Commissioner Sophia Neal, who had to resign from the Disabilities Advisory Commission. So I will um, be sharing what she submitted when she nominated Dr. Morgan for this recognition. Dr. Elizabeth Morgan is a shining example of what a true advocate is. She founded and facilitated the Sankofa Family Support Group founded in 2015 to present to support parents 
who care for black neurodiverse family members, which is sponsored by the University of California Davis Mind Institute. This is where I, Commissioner Neal, had the pleasure of meeting Elizabeth and starting my advocacy journey. She was responsible for making parents caregivers feel like their voice matters through participating with papers she has published and modules she has created to bring awareness of the unique needs black caregivers and neurodiverse family members. Dr. Morgan has a long list of accomplishments, but the main reason she is my choice for this award is she is humble, she is accessible, she is a leader, and her title and her work speaks volumes to who she really is. She has non-wavering commitment to her community, and I am honored to know her and grateful that I had witnessed what a true leader in this field looks like. So, Dr. Morgan, if you would like to come down to the dais. This is Commissioner Neal. Oh. And one without me. That's just you two. I'm going to add something that would be Absolutely. I just want to add, I don't know there the microphone I should. I just want to thank you, Commissioners, for allowing me to give Elizabeth this award. Um, it means a lot. I don't even like me being here. It has everything to do with her the land program. I didn't even know I was an advocate until people started telling me that. And um, your humbleness and you being accessible, it's just unheard of. And I really appreciate you. And I know when I come out of the dark, you'll be there for me. And I, you know. Oh, that was amazing. Thank you. You guys do. Every, every great work, a lot of great work. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right, as it's my uh, turn here. Uh, Mr. David Bain has done an extraordinary job as the executive director of NAMI Sacramento. Through Mr. Bain's leadership, NAMI Sacramento has helped support our neighbors who face lifelong mental illness or are new to learning how to cope with anxiety, stress, and depression. Through the COVID-19 crisis, Mr. Bain helped neighbors connect with local mental health resources and ways to stay social without being socially distanced. Thank you, Mr. Bain. Before we move on to the next um, recipient, just a reminder that we will be able to take some photos with the whole Disability Advisory Commission at the conclusion of the ceremony, so please stick around for us, okay? All right. I am very excited to, <laughs> please wait, <laughs> very excited to be um, awarding 
uh, Sadie Ray this recognition um, tonight. Sadie lives in Natomas community and is an advocate for youth of all abilities. She currently serves as the director of a top soccer program that she started at the Natomas Football Academy. The program is for those ages 4 to 21 with disabilities who want to play soccer. Sadie has recruited students from neighborhood high schools to be volunteer buddies to these participants, and her efforts are inspired by her own child who is on the spectrum. The um, philosophy for Natomas Football Academy is that everyone can play soccer, and the program truly supports inclusive communities, which is what this commission aspires to. Thank you. I just want to say that um, I feel like this is all, um, for us, it's all community effort. It's, I know I, my name has been nominated, but I do want to invite Jason Carter to the dais, who I, I feel like uh, has been a huge part of this program, and um, Adidev Ruprai, too, who has been um, my first assistant coach and trying to help me with it. And I'm just and helpful, uh, thankful to um, Dr. Ruprai, who has been um, uh, putting uh, uh, like donating a lot of money for this program and um, Charles labor who has been supporting our youth like every Friday he brings pizza or he brings um, ice cream for our uh, kids for our program thank you so much thank you so much Jason thank, thank you, so you. So it's my pleasure to uh, nominate Megan, Megan Engel. I ask the Engel family, why don't you go ahead and make your way to the podium? My comments are uh, short and sweet, and that'll give you an opportunity to, if you wanted to share anything in addition to what you've done. So Megan Engel is nominated for her leadership, activism, and vision to bring an annual inclusive fun run to Sacramento with support from her American Heritage Girls Troop, Johnny and Friends, and local sponsors. The inaugural walk and roll took place on March 19, 2022. And I just wanted to take a pause there and appreciate that amidst all of the things that we've done in our community. The fact that a small effort became a annual event is very compelling to why Megan's leadership and the support of her family uh, speaks to how important it is that we support community, that we are a community here in Sacramento. And for that, uh, I wanted to plug the next walk and roll uh, is May 2023. And if the family, if you guys would like to share anything, they are dear to my hearts because it's through their family's leadership that Megan is the outstanding human being that has such compassion and heart, and it's allowing me to raise my family in Sacramento 
with you all as a role model. So is there anything you'd like to share as I make my way down to present you the award on her behalf? Uh, the only thing I would say is that I want to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> She's a wonderful young person. She's currently um, at college right now. Otherwise, she would have loved to have been here to receive the award. So we are happy to receive it on her behalf and her sister's videoing so we can share with her. We really appreciate the acknowledgement of this um, effort took her over 100 hours of preparation to begin and with the Johnny and Friends Ministry. So we're looking forward to it continuing. So thank you so much. Similarly, I have another uh, presentation to make. Uh, Dr. Morales, Lauren Morales, uh, and your family, if you would like to come to the podium as I read briefly, Dr. Lauren Morales is nominated for her service and dedication to visually impaired children and adults. Her work at Capital City Vision Therapy has filled an essential gap in services for Sacramento for a personal interest, for a professional interest and having a passion to serve the community is who you see standing before you. And Dr. Morales recently turned her work to support local school districts unable to design inclusive programs. And if you can imagine, as we all either observed or experienced ourselves, how education became so difficult to navigate for families in general, Dr. Morales really stepped up. And so um, as I make my way down to the podium, if you would like to say anything. I'd love to present you with this award. Um, first, I just want to say I'm very honored to um, be recognized for this award. Um, the um, things that I've done at some of my uh, my therapy clinic has been um, kind of my passion on the side of my full-time work. And so um, I kind of met Mo and her daughter, Karina, um, by chance. and. Um, it has really not only changed, I think, Karina's life, but mine too. It's been great to um, get involved in this community, and um, I did not know that all of these things were out here and um, that there were so many groups available, so I would love to um, be involved and um, help with y'all in this community. So thank you so much. Okay, presenting this next word is myself. I'm 
I'm trying to not be emotional because this award means something special. Um, very dear man, close to my heart. Uh, Mr. Cargill has worked serving the disability community for over 30 years in recreation. He is the founder and coach for the Discovery All-Stars, a team of individuals with intellectual and or physical disabilities located here in Sacramento. In the year 2008, I met Carl as my boss, working for Access Leisure, a recreational program for teens. And in 2008, our funding was taken over and our programs, four sites around Sacramento were closed. And Carl found a need. Recreation still needed to be around. These kids still needed something to do. Um, and I was so proud to see Discovery come out and about what started as one small team. Um, Sunday I was uh, there for the VIP tournament and I saw a lot of teams. It was a sea of red and black among that gym. And it wasn't just one gym, it was two gyms. Um, so after so many years, it's been amazing to see um, his passion um, and the need here in Sacramento for more recreation. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna walk over without crying. Um, so if Carl. It's been a long walk up here. <laughs> Yes, you will. <laughs> Can you tell he's an athlete? <laughs> I just want, to say, just want to say a couple of words. Um, Discovery All-Stars, like she said, in 2008, when the city cut all the funding, there was actually nothing for, nothing left for any of these guys. No sports, no nothing. So we started Discovery All-Stars. Some of the guys that are in the program have been with me almost 18 years. We start young. Some of the guys now, believe it or not, are actually coaches. Okay. They talk about mental health here in Sacramento and they pay all these groups and they pay everybody to come up with all these ideas of what we gonna do, what can we do? Well, I'm gonna tell you what you can do. I bring all these guys together. They work with youngsters. I heard that some of you guys have kids with 10 year old, nine year old that have developmental disabilities. But guess what? These guys, I train these guys to work with them. When we practice, we don't just practice. We don't throw them a basketball. We actually teach them techniques. We work with everybody. No matter what your disability is, we work together in a group. When we train, we start off together, then we break up in groups. Discovery All-Stars has kept so many young adults out of trouble. Why? I don't give them a break. We go from one sport and we go on into the next sport. We do all the sports except for one, and I'm going to be talking with this young lady right here. <laughs> we don't do soccer. And guess what? David. David knows you. David. David Guerrero. Yes. yes he lives David, across the street from me. I know. I know because David was about telling that he wanted to come today. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he couldn't make Sorry it. Sorry for that, Carl. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. So thank you, guys. And thank you guys.
At this time, I'd like to ask uh, former Commissioner Al Hernandez-Santana to the podium. Uh, good evening, everyone. I'm glad to be back in front of you, all friends and colleagues. Um, uh, my name is Al Hernandez Santana, as uh, he said, so I serve uh, proudly for a full term and a little extra. Um, but I want to, uh, I'm so honored to, uh, you know, one of my last actions as a commissioner was to nominate, you know, someone. And I immediately thought of Kenya Martinez. And I first met her uh, when uh, she was very active in the uh, special um, education uh, arena in the school district. And if you follow, had any interest in the struggles and vicissitudes of, uh, of the Sacramento Unified School District, you would have seen in the press that five years ago, this, there is a mandated uh, advisory committee that is in charge of the special education local area plan mandated by the state and also overseen by the county office of education. So the whole board resigned en masse, you know. And uh, in comes in Kenya as the board president to sort of like bring some of the old members, bring some new ones, and, and really took it on upon herself to resurrect and be a viable voice for the community, you know, which is so important, right? Because we're dealing with issues of racial justice and actually uh, the right to a fair education for all, all students in Sacramento. And she did it with uh, a strong yet inclusive and exemplary leadership. And uh, Kenya actually, uh, you know, you, you seldom see people that move into a new area and immediately start to be part of the community and take over. So um, she, um, she moved to the San Francisco Bay Area and then to Sacramento from the state of Georgia. And uh, I don't think she was born there. She can tell you where she, you know, or you can ask her. Uh, but East Coast, that's where she got her teeth. And anyway, move over here and, uh, <clears throat> and has also, not only as a volunteer, you know, given her time, but also as a professional, she works in, the, in a similar field, you know, dealing with uh, disability rights for all. So she has chosen a career that is not easy. And, um, and basically, for four years, she volunteered as a member of the Self-Determination Advisory Committee of the Regional Center in Sacramento, the Alta California Center. <clears throat> Earlier in her career, she was employed by the Disability Rights Education and Defense Fund in the Bay Area, like I said, to provide technical information as it uh, relates to individuals with disabilities. And um, uh, I mean, I could go on and on and on. But uh, the, the, main, uh, the main gist of it, I think that you, you can already grab, you know, by the, you know, her character and her commitment, not only to her own kids, you know, but to all kids in Sacramento and, and beyond, you know, helping with any, any people that have to struggle with disabilities uh, to make it, make it in this world. So with that, I am glad to present uh, this award to, uh, to Kenya. And, and by the way, she was the one that got me into this commission in one of the advocacy days at the Capitol, she said, hey, I think there's a table there. They're looking for new commissioners. So, so I have her to thank for that, too. <laughs> thank you. Mm -hmm. 
and she can say a few words or invite your family if you want. Yeah, I just, I want to say, I think I talked loud enough. I'm just going to say this. I know Mo, I know Angelica. I haven't seen them in like four years. I know Mr. Kennedy because he's my son's teacher. I know Elizabeth. The disability, I know Peter. The disability community is really small, Sophia. I, I know all, all you guys. So that's what I feel like. But the people that I want to thank the most for this award is my family. Um, if it wasn't for my daughter being born at 26 weeks and having to be hospitalized for the first five months of her life and come home with um, very specific medical issues, um, I wouldn't be in this position. And then having my son born early and just having later on my sister to come and live with our family. so. I am the advocate that I am because of my family. And so um, one thing I want to leave you with, and that is I, I've always said this to the CAC and anybody who will listen, is that I'm not doing advocacy for my kids. I do it for everybody else's kids because my kids will be okay because I'm their mom, I'm their advocate. I worry about everybody else's kids when they grow up, when they get older. And so I hope that you guys will think about that in the long run, do it for everybody else's kids, not your own, because there are kids who don't have families, they don't have people that support them, and so just keep that in mind. And I just thank you out for thinking of me. My, I wanna say this one last thing about my sister. She said to me today, are you nervous? I said, nervous about what? I don't understand, this is kind of silly, getting an award for something that I do naturally um, so, again, this doesn't mean I don't disregard it. Hi, Brandy. <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you, and I'm sorry if I babbled. Well, thank you, all the awardees. It's um, truly inspirational, and we are in awe of all of you. If you would do the honor of coming forward so you for us commissioners to have a group photo with you, that would be much appreciated. Something we could be proud of to know you. Come so, so come forward up here and, uh, yeah, we'll go down here in front of the thing. Thank you very much.
appreciate this, everybody. Say cheese, everybody. I'm going to get in. No, you're good. <laughs> you are in the middle of that anyway.
Good evening, everyone. We will go ahead and start on item number four. Members of the audience, we're going to go ahead and start on item number four. If there was any public comment on item number three, please turn in a speaker slip. Thank you, everyone. That was fun. Moving on to the agenda, we have a staff presentation. Good evening. Uh, my name is uh, Matt Salveson. I work uh, for Wood Rogers, which is a consulting firm supporting the city on the project we'll be discussing. Uh, city staff, uh, Zuhair Amai sends his uh, regrets. He was called out of town on a, a family emergency. Um, joining me, I'm the project manager for the consultant team, and uh, presenting will be uh, Alan Wong. He is the engineer in charge of, of the design of this project. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Alan Wong, and I'm the civil engineer from Wood Rogers. Uh, design consultant team for the Northwood School Access Improvements Project. Uh, quick overview on the project. This, this project is located um, near the Northwood Elementary School in North area of Sacramento. Um, this, the purpose of this project is to construct uh, new sidewalk improvements, uh, street lighting, curb ramps, and uh, signal modification improvements. Uh, to enhance pedestrian access to and from the Northwood Elementary School. Uh, the existing conditions at the project location today um, do not include any sidewalks or curb and gutter, um, and there are no uh, existing storm drainage infrastructure along the El Camino and, and residential streets uh, near this project. So the project design elements include um, installation of new sidewalk curb and gutter improvements along El Camino Avenue from Evergreen Street, um, headed west or east and then north towards uh, Taft Street and the Northwood Elementary School. Um, with the new sidewalk improvements, uh, there will also be installation of new ADA curb ramps at each intersection. And also uh, with the new curb and gutter improvements on all the roadways that will require uh, installation of a new storm drainage system. Uh, here's an a, a image of the proposed storm drainage system, which starts at the upstream end um, at Taft Street near the uh, Northwood Elementary School. And it collects drainage uh, south and west towards an existing um, downstream connection at the city-owned storm drain system at Lexington and Dixie Ann. Um, also part of the project is the construction of a new raised crosswalk at Taft Street. Um, the existing crosswalk now for access to the elementary school um, does, not, uh, does not connect to any sidewalks or include any curb ramps. And so the new crosswalk at the school will be a raised crosswalk um, with enhanced striping and 
pictured here is an example of a similar construction at Bannon Creek Drive in Natomas. And also pictured here is another uh, image of a similar configuration uh, constructed at Crocker Drive in also in the city of Sacramento. Um, part of this raised crosswalk design uh, will also include um, removable grates that will be ADA compliant and slip resistant as requested by city streets maintenance. Uh, these grates will connect the raised sidewalk portion uh, to the raised crosswalk in the street. Um, additionally, with the project, uh, the project will also include the installation of new street lighting um, along the project corridor up to Taft Street where the school is and also includes uh, modifications to the existing traffic signals on El Camino. And each of the signalized intersections will be upgraded to include uh, new APS capabilities. Um, shown here is the current project schedule. Uh, the, the project is currently in its final design stages and is um, anticipated to go out to advertise for construction bids in April and an anticipated construction start date of June of this year. Um, and now I'd like to just open it up to any questions. Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this presentation? Thank you, Chair. I do not see any hands raised in Zoom, and there are no public speakers um, in the chambers today. Thank you. Mr. Chair, it's okay. I didn't know how to sign out. Can I approach as a member of the public? Absolutely. Please come up. Thank you. Good evening, Mr. Chair, members of the commission. My name is Peter Mendoza. It's really nice to be in front of you in person. I attend a lot of these meetings on Zoom. And I'm the community program specialist for the State Council on Developmental Disabilities. And briefly, we serve uh, 10 counties, kind of between Yellow all the way through Tahoe. And our role is to really ensure that people with intellectual and developmental disabilities have the same opportunities as those without disabilities. This project is really important. The uh, pedestrian improvements and other accessible sidewalks are really key to support the community. Access is really important, especially around schools and other facilities. This area that I am actually really familiar with is really difficult for someone with a disability to successfully navigate. So these improvements are essential. This is an area that really I'm happy to see some investment in, and I look forward to this project coming to fruition so that everyone can navigate their community safely and with ease. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Um, thank you uh, for stepping in presenters. I know that you guys weren't the scheduled presenters, but thanks for bringing this to us. Um, I know the area is, is um, 
It's much needed. Are there any of my fellow commissioners wish to comment on this subject? Alice. I too am very happy to hear about this um, because um, before my husband's um, stroke, uh, he worked on a lot of projects that involved safe routes to school funding, um, such as this, and it's, um, it's really key um, for um, people of all abilities, but most especially for those who um, have mobility challenges. Um, I did have one question about it. I know um, there was a discussion at the last meeting viewing um, the tape of that about um, the audible signals. Are those being included over in this particular um, project? Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, Vice Chair Crowley. Thank you. I wanted to ask, thank you for the presentation. I wanted to ask, because it's unique to the school uh, and the safety around children, pedestrian especially, and oftentimes children with disabilities or those teachers and staff uh, have certain space limitations on the property, around the property, and when construction bids are being considered, do you happen to have the information on what would be the criteria for the construction bid where preference is given to those companies that have experience with managing the vulnerable population so that the construction work itself does not lead to errors when such an investment is overdue and requires so much time and energy and, and resources? Thank you. Excellent, excellent question and obviously a, an important point of, of concern. Uh, the way the um, uh, public bidding process and the selection criteria for the firm uh, or for the con construction firm that will build it, um, that type of criteria might be rather challenging given the federal funding and the state funding to, to work into uh, the methodology for selection. Uh, fundamentally, it's the, the lowest qualified bid for, for something like this. Uh, however, uh, I think it's, it's quite important uh, to make sure that the uh, specifications and requirements that go into that bid package require the contractor to uh, uh, make the appropriate accommodations uh, in, in, around the school in terms of when the work is done, how it's done, uh, obviously, we don't want heavy equipment going on right during during school hours and to the maximum extent possible what will work around the, the, the school schedule to, to address the, those very concerns. As a follow-up, when those specifications are made, uh, is the school and the community alerted in some way or is there any way that our commission can help uh, provide that feedback to that community? Uh, yes and, and yes. Uh, as part of uh, the uh, grant application that, that, that funded the project, uh, part of the program is an educational outreach component with the school uh, in particular and the community uh, in, in general. Uh, and uh, um, 
participation and support from this committee would be an excellent uh, uh, element of, of that program. And that, that's, that will start with, uh, in parallel with the project uh, going out, being advertised, and the idea is for that outreach to not only uh, address uh, what's going to happen during construction, but long term, uh, how the new facilities can be properly utilized for for uh, the entire school community. But I, I, I think input from 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 this commission would be spectacular. Thank you for your presentation. I'm not sure that we have the information about what prompted this project is this uh was this a citizen request that that brought this project forward do we know the history the, this project was a long time coming and the history starts before me uh but uh the the city for probably over a decade would be a, a safe assumption here has been trying to get funding uh to provide uh uh, safety improvements to improve the access to to this elementary school. Uh, it started and stopped several times, uh, and fundamentally, uh, it, I, I think the challenges were associated with accumulating the funding. And in on a project like this, there, there's a certain amount of local funds that are then leveraged against uh, federal funds uh, and grant applications, and there's a lot of different pots of money that get cobbled together. And uh, candidly, I think it was just within the last few years that the city was able to hit critical mass with that funding, and that's why we're building it now. But the, it, it's been a long time goal for the city. So that answers my question about whether it's funded. Yep. <laughs> um, I did have a, a couple of questions ar around those removable grates. Uh, so uh, city street crews requested that feature. I'm assuming that has to do with keeping um, those gutters clean and runoff water flowing freely because as we know debris just especially with these winds we've had lately tends to pile up but um, um, you can confirm that that's what those are for. yes the idea is to provide safe access and part of that means you're not having to traverse through standing water at, at those critical locations so then I just have one question or concern around uh, those gaps where um, it's raised over the gutter um, and right in terms of um, individuals with visual impairments, um, assuming that, that the grates are textured so that that will assist those um, maybe using a cane or uh, the like to avoid mishaps, right? Okay. Um, and then to follow up on Mo's question, I know just one of the things that I notice when we're doing these meaningful projects um, is that when we are doing the work, we create additional barriers. And so I, I feel like maybe she was trying to address that to getting to the space in the school is obviously really important. So we, we're just hopeful that our um, individuals in the disability community are not having to go even further out of the way to access the site while this project is underway. Yes, and, and, and again, that, that's an, spot-on concern and, and appropriate. We've all been through construction sites and there's inconveniences no, no matter how you do it, but I think in, in front of the school in particular, it's, it's, it's particularly sensitive and I think the timing of when that work is done 
to the maximum extent practicable can and will be uh, when school is not in, in session to, to avoid that. Great, and then I just wanted to um, comment that this is a great project. It doesn't just serve that neighborhood, that community, that school, but I believe it's also an issue of equity and access for that community in general. So thank you for bringing it forward. Okay. Commissioner Crespin. Thank you, Chair. Um, I appreciate that presentation. I have a couple of questions and then I just have a comment. And one of the questions I had is I, I was noticing drainage being a really big part of this project and maybe even the pro probably like the larger part of the budget. I'm just curious, is that because when a project opens, then, um, then we then consider access and it's an opportunity to make safety improvements? That's my first question. In general, yes, and okay. candidly, uh, the, the, the city had even grander plans if, if the funding uh, would have gone, gone further to, to improve the, the whole corridor. Um, uh, we're not fixing the drainage I, uh, out there. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's problematic at, at that location. Uh, where possible, we're improving it. We're definitely careful to not make it worse out there. Uh, and uh, that the, the drainage is a challenge, you know, for all modes of transportation, including vehicles out there, but in particular uh, for the, the pedestrian access out there. And with the raised sidewalks, that changes the drainage patterns and, and it needs to be addressed to make sure that uh, uh, those new pathways we're creating stay safe and, and uh, aren't flooded. Thank you. Yeah, I was just kind of paying attention to what could be future opportunities to maybe not wait so long to make improvements if there's other capital improvements happening in schools or other public facilities. Can, can we look at those? That's a bit of a comment. And another question is, are we looking at, in this project, just access to the property, or are we also looking at the whole property now that we're in and making access more safe? Um, is is there um, parts of this project that are actually on the property and use w once the students on the are school in the property, school, like actually in the school, or is it just approaching the school? The work stops at, at the sidewalks on, on this on this project. Okay, just interested in that. And then just a comment. Um, first, before I forget, Peter, it's so wonderful to see you in person. I usually just see you on Zoom, so wonderful. Um, and then the next comment is, you know, we often um, make changes because of safety, safety drives, projects. Uh, I just want to make a comment on the inclusive piece of this. So children are obviously um, learning to become independent and they're growing, they're developing. So when we create safe spaces for children to access a school, it's just more opportunities to not have to have mom, dad, caregiver, always at their side. So I just want to make that comment that I'm, I'm celebrating that, that piece today. Thank you. Commissioner Chand. Thank you for the presentation. I just um, had a few questions. And then if you can give me a clarification on what you meant when you said APS capabilities. So the uh, existing signalized intersections just have the, the older model pedestrian push buttons to activate crosswalks. And so with the new modifications, they'll, they'll install the uh, accessible pedestrian signals. And so those ones are, are larger 
um, face on the button and also have audible messages. Okay. And then when is the completion date? Like what does it look like from the start to end? The uh, target start date is this summer and um, my estimate would be approximately a year for construction. So before the end of 2024. We have no more commissioners wish to speak. Thank you for the presentation and the information. We appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Next up is discussion items. Are there any uh, commissioner members wish to speak on anything that wasn't on the agenda? Commissioner Kennedy. Thank you. Uh, first of all, I want to I want to say how great it is to be back here in City Hall Chambers. Not too long ago, when I first joined the commission back in 2017, we used to meet in that small room back there. There was barely any room for us to sit, let alone to have presentations. Uh, I remember one time, my brother, my brother who lives here in Sacramento, who has cerebral palsy, wanted to come to one of our meetings, and unfortunately, there was barely any room for him to get his wheelchair in there. So it, it means a lot, I think, to a lot of us commissioners to be back here, to be back here in person, you know, and to also have the opportunity to not only do the Tim Haley Awards this evening, but to you know, have a lot of the public be able to come out and see us in person, interact. And also, I think it goes a long ways towards the respect that this commission deserves, in the same way the Parks Commission or Planning Commission all meet here on a regular basis. I think it's important, too, that our commission is in the same conversation as those commissions when it comes times to presentations and things of that nature. So, you know, at the same time, though, you know, whatever we could can be doing for to make our meetings as accessible as possible for the community, especially the disabled community, whether, you know, that's improving on the status quo, you know, just looking out, I see a few spaces, you know, for that are reserved possibly for people with disabilities, but, you know, is it uh, the most ideal way, you know, for a person to approach the dice if they want to speak, if they have a disability, is, is the way we're doing things now the best? Perhaps, you know, going forward, if we could look at what accommodations we can make or suggest or recommend as commission to make sure we're as accessible as possible and lead the way for not only other commissions, but perhaps even our city council to make sure that every citizen in Sacramento, including the disabled community, have full access to, to City Hall. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, Commissioner Tuzon Boyd. Thank you. Um, I echo everyone's words. It's great to be here in person. We have uh, Will to thank for us being here in the council chambers. Um, and I, um, you know, I'm so pleased that we have a full dais. Um, and I welcome our new commissioners. Um, most I know, um, a couple I don't know that well, but thank you for applying and extending your advocacy for our community um, by joining our commission. Um, one of the topics that uh, we've talked about a lot is the Golden 188 access, and I just wanted to provide an update from my perspective on that topic. Um, the last uh, full commission meeting, we did have a report from staff on efforts um, 
to um, deploy signage and to increase enforcement. Uh, so I am, as city staff knows, ever diligent in <laughs> following up on that. Um, the uh, city has indeed deployed additional signage that's visible, uh, not only uh, from uh, J Street when you um, are turning onto J, but right at 4th Street entrance. Um, as follow-up additional signage was placed at the end of that corridor where a lot of folks have been also staging their cars and just waiting for others. Um, there was a, a, an evening that I visited and uh, the valets were using not only double parked on 4th Street, but also using the ADA drop-off and pickup um, point as staging area for vehicles um, that they were in the process of parking for customers. Um, got the contact information for that and uh, forwarded that to city staff and they followed up um, very promptly. That's a violation of the permit for their valet business and so um, they were put on notice that they cannot use that area for staging. Um, so also I've seen enforcement out uh, during events which as we discussed last meeting, uh, the city is very low on enforcement officers and for them to make this a priority um, should be uh, appreciated. And um, I would just say that I'm hopeful that that uh, enforcement is happening not just at game time, which is at seven, but also those periods leading up because as we know, if we are taking a loved one uh, to one of those events, uh, we're not dropping off at seven, we're there at 5.30 or earlier trying to navigate that space. Uh, continue to advocate for revisiting that, um, that as the location for ADA drop off and look forward to hopefully hearing that, that um, individuals with placards can drop off on the other side by the ADA entrance sometime in the future. Um, I did want to mention that while I was there more recently, I noticed that the one ADA parking space that's designated there was used by a food delivery uh, service. And I do know that um, our transportation um, staff have been discussing and, and um, this issue that's come up more, I think, during the pandemic. Uh, a lot more people are doing, you know, food delivery service. And while we have ADA spaces, we don't necessarily always have uh, dedicated spaces for your Grubhubs or um, Uber Eats. And so as a commission, I think that would be a great item to have on our follow-up log to um, be part of those discussions on how um, some of those improvements might be made or advocated for. Uh, and then also I was curious, uh, up in my neighborhood, there was someone um, measuring gaps between pieces of uh, sections of sidewalk for ADA um, access. And so I was kind of curious about, about that, if that's um, citizen driven and I can give a specific location for staff to follow up. And then I wanted to share a couple of events. Um, March 11th at 12 p.m., there is a free screening at Studio Movie Grill in Rockland uh, for uh, Champions the Movie. 
uh, prior to the pandemic, the uh, Studio Movie Grill often had some ad accessible movie nights, so it looks like they're moving in that direction again. And then on April 29th, the Best Buddies Friendship Walk will be held at the North Natomas Regional Park. And that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Vice Chair Crowley. Uh, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to acknowledge that the improvements and the accessibility and all those things that we've seen in the last four years, without the staff really rallying behind all of our comments and taking it sincerely, just wanted to acknowledge to our constituents that the city staff uh, has so many uh, obligations and responsibilities and that they've prioritized how the DAC comments of just how we conduct businesses was evident today with having such a full presentation of the community uh, that the, uh, the leadership before us with Commissioner Boyd, Tucson Boyd and Commissioner Kennedy, if it wasn't for their leadership, no one could have predicted how the last three years would have gone. And so I welcome welcome the new commissioners that you're really inheriting such a rich and uh, cooperative space in which to share ideas and express what our constituents need that the city is listening and um, I'm testimony to that proof with what we saw here today in, in, in our meeting. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is um, anything that we can promote that our constituents have to uh, need support on, like we heard in the presentation, that input from us as commissioners are, are valid because the great majority then at 7.05 went home, trusting us with that responsibility, which I take seriously. And so I'm looking forward to now in person having that trust reflected that they came, they represented, uh, they're grateful and that the importance of the Tim Haley Award is to acknowledge at least annually how the city, the building and facility itself with staff, it's, it's the extension of that acknowledgement besides being on a podium or besides being acknowledged differently. So all those little uh, conversations we have in our community is something to be reflected at the end of the meeting and I'm grateful for the structure with which the city has kind of redesigned the way we can present ourselves, the multimedia, the public face that we do as volunteers and the personal reasons that go unspoken for why we do the work we do. So I just wanted to acknowledge that it's an exciting time and I'm grateful for all that support that makes this possible because it's easier for us to then sit on this commission and pay attention and make changes for the better of our city. Thank you. Commissioner Mercer. Sorry, I muted myself. Um, just piggybacking really briefly over on uh, Commissioner um, Boyd's um, comments on the golden one, um, because that originated with the complaint about trying to drop off my husband because I do do something unusual. We, I drop him off with a friend who has season tickets, um, and I will be going next week. The only problem is I'd like to give feedback on this, but because of some prior plans, I will not be at the next commission meeting. 
what would be an appropriate way? Would you like me to wait until the May meeting, or would you like me to um, send an email to staff about my experiences with uh, what happens next week, trying to do that at an actual King's event? <laughs> I think we'd welcome uh, an email immediately following the King's event. I don't want to wait till the next meeting. We can certainly discuss it at the next meeting, but I would set, fire off an email to Josh. And I'm very sorry that I, there was a miscommunication that I did not make it to the meeting where this was being discussed before and that I will not be here next time. It's just the timing of things. Um, but it was very, it was very helpful to hear your, I believe your comments were over on Zoom and uh, Commissioner Kennedy's comments too because they had some slightly different um, takes over on it that were, were helpful because it's not just about me and my family, it's about the variety of people having to use that space. Commissioner Crespin. Thank you, yes, and I think as a new commissioner, I have a bit of a question for everybody. So as you might have noticed, the question that I had for the consulting team here on this project is, um, I was what I was curious about is, could we look to see what other projects are happening in the city and see if there's a way that maybe there's some um, projects that have been in the wait and could we suggest that they be combined? So projects that increase access, uh, maybe they've been delayed for whatever reason. Could we look into ways to kind of tack on some access opportunities on new existing budgets while projects are being deployed, uh, while construction is being done, if there's something that's been sitting in the queue? Could we kind of identify that and ask? So I'm, I'm asking about the follow-up log. Is that, is that something that would maybe go on the follow-up log that we could see where projects are just sort of sitting in the queue that we can partner up and see some progress? It's a very good idea. Um, it's complicated just being from Public Works myself and a project manager. Um, they all kind of had their own funding source which has a lot of strings and it's very difficult to combine and add and subtract scope once you have a grant application written. As it pertains to the follow-up log, it's difficult to have very, in my history with the commission, and I haven't been running these meetings for some time, but what I remember from the follow-up log is it can be kind of difficult if you have kind of a broad stroke topic like that on the follow-up log, because you're never quite sure where to go to have a presentation or resolve it. Yeah. Um, so like the items that are on the follow-up log are, are usually more useful if it's like, I want to hear about this project and what we can do on this project, because what you're, what you're speaking about is, is kind of a much broader strategy, what can we do programming-wise. Um, I think that's something staff's gonna have to consider to see. I mean, we might have somebody present on, say, the transportation program, uh, priorities program, you know, how they prioritize different projects. Um, but it's really hard to hone in on a specific topic for the follow-up log, if that makes yeah. sense, yeah. Yeah, that makes great sense. and. I think what I caught was one of the gentleman's comments that, that this project has been around for a very long time. So um, I'm gonna kind of keep that and pay attention as we go through our, our meetings to see what I might be able to, how I can make that actionable. I, I will say, I think it was the last meeting, if not the meeting before, we got a presentation on the life cycle of how a concept gets from here to, and it's many, many years many years and very complicated funding, but the minutes are out there if you want to go back and look at that presentation. And I will tell you that maybe it's not on the follow-up log now as I'm looking, but um, 
Josh is going to present to us sometime this year how he gets how his process works of the three one one system and the and the um, citizen request things. It's, it's 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 kind of amazing how he deals with that. But uh, yes, it's all good points, and uh, it, I smile because the questions you're asking are the ones we've been <laughs> bringing up a lot. So thank um, you. Three one one is actually a really good suggestion that I hadn't thought of. So <laughs> that's what starts it all. Thank you. Commissioner Two's on board. Yes, I was just going to um, mention the report we got from JDW at our last meeting, I believe it was about the life cycle of a project, but the short answer is anytime accessible um, elements can be included in a capital improvement project, they are, um, and oftentimes you will see, if you look at, we get an annual uh, report on projects that are meeting a requirement to be accessible and is funded. But really funding is, and that, rep that um, presentation will explain it, funding really is the key to the life cycle of these projects. So um, you can imagine that our public works staff is juggling between citizen requests for access, just you know, projects that uh, complement growth, natural growth, and then retrofitting. Um, all of those things are on the list uh, probably anything, any project that you could imagine is probably on their radar. It's just uh, where as a priority, and that presentation does show priorities, um, has a color coding on it, and then the funding that goes that goes with that. So, Great. Thank you for that, Commissioner Boyd. It also sounds like all projects are reviewed um, for ADA accessibility. Maybe we haven't gotten to a place where we can review for inclusion, but definitely for safety and accessibility. And part of why the projects come to our commission is that we bring that additional perspective just beyond that federal requirement of access, but also inclusivity. And I do know that public works staff has been directed to bring projects to this commission at an earlier stage of design so that that feedback can actually be considered as much as possible in, in that process. Wonderful, thank you. The next item is uh, public comments for matters not on the agenda. Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on public comments not on the agenda? Yes, thank you, Chair. I do have one hand raised in Zoom. Um, the first speaker I have is Nick. I will give you the ability to speak right now. Yes, please. Yes, please. I would like to suggest on some issues. Um, um, one of the issues is with uh, maybe uh, homeless people cracking our connect card machines, damaging them, breaking them. It's costing a lot of money for RT to have them fix them or replace them. And even that, not only that, even at the old Rite Aid, downtown Sacramento, we even see some issues with transients breaking windows as well. That's why there's boards. Uh, there, there's two windows that are boarded up right now. And we do need to look at the old right aid. Maybe a business to go move inside, or maybe a business to it's like vacant, and we do need to see some maybe maybe some maybe security at the old right aid, making sure the transients don't be hanging out over there anymore. And and also, I just we just need to look. 
we look at some issues on the homeless people, it's a homeless problem. And look at, and if you look at Roseville Road over where the light bulb station, it's like it's a bunch of homeless people camping out right there. It's disgusting. All these homeless people, it is nasty, and we need to look at. The, I want downtown. I want to look at downtown Sacramento. I want the city of Sac, downtown Sacramento to be clean. And it's like maybe you're looking at homeless going into shelters, and it's just a problem. And I'm like, and I'm and I'm asking you guys to to um, crack down on the panhandling in the middle of the road in the median. It's a problem, and we need to we need to start cracking down on some issues right there, even especially city of Sacramento with the homeless problem and, you know, homeless camps and just making a mess. It's disgusting. And it's like, I am sick and tired of seeing graffiti. Also graffiti, it's nasty. It's disgusting and it needs to be fixed. And like- Thank you for your comment. Your time is now complete. Thank you. Any other members of the public? Yes, thank you, Chair. I do have one member of the public in chambers. Please proceed, Peter. Mr. Chair, members of the commission, and first, congratulations to all the new members. I appreciate the service of all of you. Again, my name is Peter Mendoza, and I'm with the State Council on Developmental Disability Sacramento Regional Office. Just a couple of quick comments. Our office wants to congratulate all the Tim Haley recipients for their valuable dedicated service to our communities. I wanted to touch base on, as well, construction projects. When you do construction project, whether it's the city or the county, there should be a provision in the proposal and when the contract is awarded that says that they agree and understand to comply with the Americans with Disabilities Act, Title 24 of the California code of regulations and other applicable law to ensure that the project is accessible on upon its completion. Um, and there's also a requirement for an accessible path to travel during the construction. So those are just two things I just wanted to bring up. As far as ADA access here, I did uh, encounter a few barriers that I just wanted to quickly list. The button for the accessible door, the symbol is missing. So I happen to know what it looked like and I hit the button, it turned out to be the right one, but there were two and the other one didn't work. So a little more signage would be good. Also, I asked um, the security officer out front if they could help me uh, open the door if it wasn't open and they indicated it was open, but when I got to the chambers, it was closed. So I want to acknowledge the person who saw me when I kind of said, I tried to be quiet, but um, that let me in. Also for this chamber, um, you're really supposed to have integrated seating, and I couldn't really see a place where that was indicated, so I just parked in the row. It's fine, but there's a lot of people, or like tonight, there was a lot of folks trying to greet people. You know, there really needs to be integrated seating, and it's required by law. And I really want to honor the city of Sacramento's work promoting, oops, I'm over time, 
but those are some of the issues you can address. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Chair, I do not have any other speakers in Zoom or in Chambers. Thank you so much. Thank you. That concludes today's agenda. I, I do want to thank all the members of the public that participated um, and to the recipients. Special thank you to city staff who are always showing up here uh, now in person, not just online. We do appreciate your dedication to be here. My fellow commissioners, of course, always thanks for being here and welcome to the new commissioners. We are so grateful to have you. With that, I call this meeting adjourned. Yeah.